better than that. Good morning, church. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Our scripture this morning will be coming from 1 Samuel, third chapter, beginning reading at verse 7. The Lord had not spoken to Samuel before, and Samuel did not recognize the voice. When the Lord called his name the third time, Samuel went to Eli again and said, Here I am. What do you want? Eli finally realized that it was the Lord who was speaking to Samuel. So he said, Go back and lie down. If someone speaks to you again, answer. I am listening, Lord. What do you want me to do? Word of God for the people of God. Father, we come today. Lord, we stand before you today with words of thanksgiving. Lord, we stand before you today with praise in our spirit. Lord, we stand before you today with commitment and devotion in our hearts. And we invite your presence in this place. Lord, we're thankful for once again being able to stand before you in the house of Lord. And we give you thanks for the many blessings that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for our health. Lord, we thank you for our strength. Lord, we thank you for the guidance and comfort that you provide. But most of all, Lord, we give you praise and thank you for your love. We thank you for your salvation, Lord. And we stand before you giving you our all today, Lord. Lord, we ask that you anoint this service today. Let every word uplift your name. Let every song and every dance show your magnificence. Let every testimony, Lord, serve as an example to others of your greatness. And finally, Lord, let our fellowship with each other strengthen our faith and strengthen our Christian bonds. These things we ask in your son's name we pray. Amen. protection of wisdom is like the protection of money and the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. knowledge in the ear of the wise seek knowledge. Amen. Come on. God bless. Now I'd like you to join us for our congregational hymn. If you're like me, sometimes the world will tell you you don't have a singing voice. <laughs> but in God's eyes, glorify his name. Yeah. Our congregational hymn is Great is Thy Faithfulness. Amen. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness. Let us sing together. Minister Music will lead us in this congregational hymn. Invite all of our listeners, y'all play along with us. Let's glorify his name together. Lift up the praises of our God.
Remember, flu vaccinations are important. So are these other preventative measures, such as washing your hands and covering your mouth when you cough. These are all critical. Be sure to take care of your health because your health is your wealth to manage. Join us today during the 11 o'clock worship service as we welcome guest violinist John Uzudima II. Happy Cantata season, Kate Chapel. Rehearsals kicked off this past Saturday and will continue on Wednesday. If you'd like to be a part of the Cantata, we'd love to have you. We'll see you here in the sanctuary on Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Kate Chapel, you've been donating bags and the ladies from the Circle of Temperance have been turning them into blankets. Way to go on your donations so far. Keep it up. We have a long way to go. This quick video shows you what the blanket will look like in the end. Remember, the goal is to make 30 of these, and we need 700 bags to make just one. So keep those donations coming. Drop them off in the labeled boxes located in the O Fellowship Hall. And if you'd like to help make blankets, you can join us on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 12 noon or from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Just text the keyword shown on your screen to 81010. Please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin board for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. We thank God for this is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we're glad about it. Amen. Anybody happen to be in the house of prayer one more time? Anybody know that it's God's grace and mercy that we are here? Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Listen, we do want to remind you that we do have a very important election coming up in November. November, very important election. We want to make sure that everybody's doing his and her due diligence in the electoral process. Amen. Amen. Do want to remind you also, I believe it's October 7th. Is that right, Minister? Yeah. Minister Social. October 7th is the last day to register to vote uh, in this election. So if you have not registered, make sure that you do that before October 7th. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Listen, we want to also recognize uh, Brother Ricky Thickman. Ricky, Rick, Ricky is here. Look at Rick. Ricky, stand up, won't you? Ricky stand up. Now you see this, 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 this green jacket. Now I have him standing up not because he's all decked out in green. Amen. But I have him standing up because this week uh, he won uh, uh, the Mississippi Tourism Member of the Year Governor's Conference Award. Amen. Amen. And so our own Executive Director of Visit Jackson. Amen. For promoting the city of Jackson and doing it in such an excellent way. Uh, he is recognized across the state, and so we thank God for you, Ricky. Job well done. Amen. 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 Listen, we do want to also invite all of our parents, parents of a youth and our youth to come out on Sunday, Sunday October 20th uh, at 1 p.m. for a very important meeting. Uh, you heard it in the uh, announcements, but I just want to give emphasis to that. Uh, you know that we do wonderful things with our youth department throughout the year. Uh, a wonderful calendar has been planned for this year as well. We need to share that information with you so that everybody is aware and know what's going on. Please come out, bring your child, and I believe the youth department is going to feed you too. Amen. They're going to feed you lunch. Amen. So immediately following service, go get your lunch on and then get your information uh, in the gymnasium. Is that right, Brother, Brother Ken? Amen. Amen. Bring three children, get another free lunch. Is that right? Okay. All right. <laughs> so you're working on it, Pastor. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, let me also let you know that there's a very, this, this 
this week, the fair opens. Is this open this week? The fair opens this week. Wednesday? When is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. It opens on Wednesday. Before the fair opens on Wednesday, on Tuesday night, on Tuesday night, y'all heard that they, they have a, uh, an ice rink at the uh, Coliseum this year. They, they put a whole ice rink inside of there. Well, I told you all a few months ago uh, that one of our own, one of our own is being recognized uh, across the state for his accomplishments in ice hockey. And he's been invited back to play in an exhibition game on Tuesday night. Marvin Powell, amen? Amen. So Marvin Powell, our own, will be, will be the, 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 the star guest. Uh, Marvin Powell, the second, I'm sorry. Yeah, not this, not this Marvin Powell. Yeah, y'all have to pray for this one to get on some ice. Amen. Amen. But his son, amen, his son, uh, who is playing for what team in New York? Watertown Hockey. Amen. Watertown in New York. So he's coming back to Mississippi to play in an exhibition game. It would be great if his Cade Chapel family were there to root him on. And it's free, y'all. It's free. So all we got to do is show up. All we got to do is show up at 9 o'clock at night. Amen. It's a late night game. Come on now. Come on now. I know y'all do some other stuff at night. I ain't going to get into that right now. But it's 9 o'clock at night. It's 9 o'clock at night at the Mississippi Coliseum uh, in Marvin Powell, the second will be playing uh, in that, that ice hockey exhibition game. Amen? Amen. God bless you. And God. Well, it is Rep Your School Sunday. Amen. I see all of these t-shirts and colors and everything. I'm imagining we got just about every school, at least in Mississippi, represented. The Spirit Award goes to none other. <laughs> I think he gets the Spirit Award. I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm looking around, but I don't know. I, Maybe I'm biased, but Reverend, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> amen. Amen. Well, let's get a roll call of who's in the house. We're going to start with high schools. We're going to start with high schools. High schools. Callaway, are you here? Any Callaway here? We got Callaway. I see Callaway in the back. What about Murrah? Murrah, are you here? Murrah's here. Murrah's here. Wingfield, are you here? Bless Wingfield, y'all. Pray. For oh, okay, wait, wait. There's a Wingfield. There's a Wingfield. All right. God bless. Forest Hill, Forest Hill, any Forest, Forest Hill, God bless, God bless. What about Provine, the Rams? Provine Rams are in the house, Provine Rams. What about Brinkley? Remember, Brinkley was a high school. Yeah, look at there. Brinkley was a high school, amen. Bailey Magnet School, Bailey Magnet School. Yeah, representing Bailey Magnet. Who am I forgetting? Anybody else? Who am I? Who? Jim Hill, Jim Hill, Jim Hill. Where's Jim Hill, Brother Rob? Jim Hill, God bless you, God bless you. And? And I'm waiting for the 833 Nation. Where are you? Where are you? Make some 833 Lanier. Where are you? Come on, make some 833. There we go. Stand up, 833. God bless you. All right. Lanier's in the house. Lanier's in the house. <laughs> Lanier's in the house. Lanier's in the house. God bless you. Let's move on to colleges, colleges and universities. Alcorn State. Where are you? Alcorn State is here. Amen. Amen. Rust College. Is anybody from Rust here? Rust. Amen. God bless you. Rust is in the house. Amen. Amen. What about the Valley? Where's the Valley? Where's the Valley? Valley State. Mississippi Valley State. Spirit Award. Man, what I tell you? Spirit Award. Mississippi Valley State. Amen. 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 Um, let, let, let's go to the SEC. Mississippi State. Mississippi State, where are you? Mississippi State's in the house. What about Ole Miss? Any Ole Miss? Any Ole Miss? No Ole Miss? What about Southern? University of Southern Mississippi? 
University of Southern Mississippi. There they are, University of Southern Mississippi, I guess. University of Southern Mississippi. All right, I think I made it down. Yeah, I did, I did, the, la I did the last before. See, I'm going to wait on that. I'm going to do the now. Where is the Jackson State University? Y'all represent. Y'all represent. Tougaloo, we have to make some noise. We have to make some noise. Where you at, Tougaloo? Lou! Where you at, Lou? Hail to thee, our alma mater. Dear to us, thou art. All right, that's enough. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're in the house today. We thank God. Thank God for you. And if I didn't call your school, thank God for you repping your school on this, this, this Sunday morning as well. Listen. We do this not just to have fun, but we do this for a cause. We do this for a cause because we rep our schools, but we also want to resource our own school right here at Cade Chapel. Because whether you went to high school, whether you went to college, it all begins with early childhood education. I ought to have two or three amens on that. Amen. And what we do with our young people early on prepares them to be successful in high school, to be successful in our colleges and our universities. And so we invite you to help to resource our, our developmental learning center right here at K Chapel. Now, you may be wondering, how can you do that? Let me help you know how you can do that. At the end of this service, you, you who are signed up for our text messages, you will get a text message on your phone. That text message will link you to a gift registry. We've already outlined what our resource, what our, our center needs. And so all you have to do is go online and say, what? You know what? I think I'll take care of this gift for them. And you press the button and you pay for it. And guess what? It gets sent directly to our center. That's all you have to do. Okay? All right. So we want you to do that. We want you to do, you should get that text at the end of this service. Um, uh, if you're looking for it, if you're not a member of the text group, go to our Facebook page. That link is on our Facebook page as well. You can tap that link. It takes you right to the gift registry. Help to resource our school as you rep your own. Amen? Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. It's time for the benevolent offering. It is time now to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that fully worshiping God include offering, which are given primarily for three reasons here at Cade. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give as a sign of our thankfulness for God supplying provision in our lives. We give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and ministries here that occur here at K Chapel and around the world. Good morning, K Chapel. It's such an honor to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to first of all ask my parents and my brother to stand up. 
have my mom and dad, Cynthia and Ezzy Uzadima here with me, and then my younger brother, Jalen Uzadima here with me. As you can see, the I love runs through my blood, so we have Jackson State University in the house this morning. So I actually, I attended Southern Mississippi for my undergrad, and then I went to Louisiana State University for my master's, but now I'm back at USM for my doctorate in violin performance. So it's just an honor to be here. I always enjoy playing in you all's Christmas cantata, and so I feel like I'm home again. So the first selection I'd like to play for you is an anthem of change. It's actually a Sam Cooke classic, A Change Is Gonna Come. Right. I hope you enjoy.
Let's give him another hand. Isn't that wonderful? Change is going to come. Do we believe that? With our Lord, a change is going to come. As we receive our offering for this morning, let us stand. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you for every giver, everyone that wanted to give. And now we're asking that you press it down, you shake it up, so that we can make a change right here in our community. God, we thank you for this offering. We thank you for this opportunity. And we will never, ever take it for granted that we had much of anything to do with it. It is because of your grace and your mercy and your love for us. And let us continue to show love to our community. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray and all the saints say, amen, amen, and amen. Good morning. Good morning. On behalf of our pastors, Pastor Reverend Reginald Buckley, Reverend H.L. Buckley, we would like for all our visitors to stand. All of you that are mem not members of K Chapel at this time, would you stand? And all of you that are worshiping with us via way of live streaming, we thank all of you for being with us on this day. We know that you could have gone anyplace else, but you stopped by to visit with us, and we are glad you did. And since you did, we want to give you something just to make you feel right at home in God's house.
the fall. Hail him. Chapel. Listen at this time, you're to receive information on those people that are in need of your prayers, those people that you can go and minister to during this next week. Your continued prayers are requested for Brother Hank Anderson, who lost a nephew. That funeral was held in Chicago. We have in the hospital Sister Thelma Long and Dorothy Jones's sister. Pauline Middleton is in the University Hospital. But we also have recovering at home, Coach Walter Griffin, Sister Catherine Waddington, Brother Frank Blunson, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Audra Harrell, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, Brother Kenneth Williams, and as always, Brother Fred Gross. And as I always say, Pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day that you awake, thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. It is now time for our tithe and offering. From what you have taken, an offering for the Lord, everyone is willing is to bring to the Lord offerings of gold, silver, and bronze. Ushers, you may now come.
It's this, this what we call an interlude. And when I pause, that means the spirit is in this place. So feel free to go at it again if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Cause we'll go with you. We know he's the center. He's the center. gift. Can we thank God for John? What a marvelous gift. Amen. Amen. We will certainly be praying for you and with you as you complete the next level of your academic work. Certainly, God's hand is upon you. Certainly, he has gifted you with an unquestionable gift. You know, there are those who are gifted and then there are those who are anointed. And I would dare say you've heard an anointing this morning. You've heard an anointing this morning. Thank you for blessing us this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 7 these words are recorded. The Lord had not spoken to Samuel before, and Samuel did not recognize the voice. When the Lord called out his name for the third time, Samuel went to Eli again and said, Here I am. What do you want? Eli finally realized that it was the Lord who was speaking to Samuel. He said, go back and lie down. If someone speaks to you again, answer, I'm listening, Lord. What do you want me to do? Once again, Samuel went back and lay down. The Lord then stood beside Samuel and called out as he had done before, Samuel, Samuel. I'm listening, Samuel answered. What do you want me to do? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
I want to talk from the subject this morning, God calling. God calling. Let me, let, me, let me go ahead and ease into this sermon by saying to you up front that you and you, 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 and you, you up there, you in the overflow, all of you have a calling upon your life. You have a calling on your life. Now, what you do about that is up to you. But you have a calling on your life. How you respond to it is completely up to you. Where you go from here is left totally up to you. What you make of that calling is your business, but, but I need to let you know you have a calling on your life. I love the fact, Bill, that in this text, it demonstrates that God does not wait until we are adults to call us. God called Samuel when he was still a boy. Not only did he call Samuel when he was a boy, he called Jeremiah when he was a boy. I suppose that's why in our responsive reading we read this morning, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. God does not necessarily wait until we are good and grown before he decides he can use us. No, 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 no. Jeremiah found out one day and the Lord said to him, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before you came from your mother's womb, he said, I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. God does not wait until we're old and adults and done everything we want to do before he calls us to service. And if, 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 if I were to exegete this text for just a minute, this text in 1 Samuel, I, I would have to say something about the purpose of God calling. You see, because God called Samuel into service because Eli, the prophet, uh, his sons uh, had really blown it in terms of being used by God. They, 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 they had grown up in church, but the church hadn't grown up in them. They, 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 they grew up seeing the things of, of a priestly father, but, but none of that priesthood rubbed off on them. In fact, in fact, they desecrated the very temple that their father worked in. So God said, I'm, I, I, I like you, Eli. You are my chosen man, but your boys, I can't use them. He said, I, I've got to call Samuel 
to be used. And, and I need to say that to somebody because, because you need to understand you, you cannot make it on the merits of your mama and your daddy. But, but, but you got to know the Lord for yourself. Mama used to say every tub has to sit on its own bottom. You, 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 you can't make it on daddy's prayers and on mama's prayers. You, you got to learn how to pray to the Lord for yourself. I wish I had a witness in here. The, the purpose of God calling. God called Samuel because, because Eli's boys yet were not fit for service. They lived a raggedy lifestyle but but I, I'd also have to say if I were exegeting this text I'd have to say something about the persistency of God calling God calls Samuel over and over and over again and Samuel responds by going to Eli because the text says that Samuel had not learned the Lord's voice he heard a voice and assumed it was Eli because he didn't understand how the Lord sounded and I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that this text identifies the fact that while we're trying to figure the Lord out, the Lord does not abandon us. While we're trying to fine-tune our ears to hearing what the Lord has to say, he does not give up on us, but he comes over and over and over again until we come to discover who he is and how he sounds and how he relates to us on a personal level. Oh, and good news this morning, once you heard his voice, and once you know how he talks to you, you, you don't forget the Lord's voice. When, when once he talks to you and, and you know in your heart that the Lord said it, you don't forget that voice. Anybody you ever heard him before? Anybody here you ever testify the Lord talks with me? He, he walks with me. He talks with me. He, he tells me every now and then, Buckley, you're still mine. Reality is that long before we knew ourselves and long before we knew the Lord, the Lord knew us. And he called us unto himself. The Apostle Paul suggests that very thing when he writes in Ephesians 1, 4 and 5. He says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. In other words, God calling on your life has been planned even before you heard his voice. Before you were aware of his voice, before you were aware of the Lord and who he was, before you even came from your mother's womb, God has had a calling on your life. And watch this, watch this, watch this. He decided, he decided, Brother Davis, that he wanted you before you could decide that you wanted him. That's what that word predestined me. He, he predestined. He, he said, I, I want you to be my son and I want you to be my daughter. And you don't even know who I am, but I know who you are. Can you imagine marrying somebody and you ain't even seen them yet? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. 
Can, can you imagine marrying somebody and you hadn't even been on a date with them yet? Yeah, that, that's what God said. He said, listen, you, you don't know me, but I know you. And, and I love you enough that, that before you can say I do, I'll say I do. You watch this, and everything you would do to mess up the relationship, God said, that's all right, I still love you. And he predestined us to be his sons and daughters. That's God calling. Before we knew him, he loved us, chose us, called us. And I want to challenge someone this morning who is not been faithful in answering your call. God is calling you. You who have not been faithful in answering his call. God is calling you. You who have heard his voice but hadn't done anything about it. God is calling you. You who the Lord is leading into more active service, but you still sit on the sidelines. God is calling you, calling you to his plans, calling you to the expected end that he has prepared for you. He is calling you to an incredible life of purpose and promise. God is calling you to be used by him, calling you to serve, calling you to move from the sidelines into active service. God is still calling you to get off of the fence and to lean into full-fledged commitment. God is calling you to move from head knowledge to heart conviction. God is calling you from a Sunday morning experience with him to a daily intimate relationship with him. God is calling you from doing church to being the church. God God is calling you from talking about him to living for him. God is calling you from milk to meat, calling you from mediocrity to excellence, calling you from average to awesome. God is calling you from getting by to living more abundantly. He's calling you from attending the church to letting the church live in you. God is calling you from reading the Bible to letting the word become flesh, calling you from church membership to Christian discipleship. God is calling you from salvation to sanctification calling you from sitting to serving God is calling you and what are you going to do about it he still calls people today just as God called Moses through a bush that burned that would not be consumed just just as God called Noah to build an ark in order to repopulate the earth just as God called Abram to leave his father's house to go to an unknown land just as Jesus called 12 men to follow him to be his disciple God still calls people today the challenge before us the challenge before the church in general is to think about how we talk about being called because too often in the church, we're guilty of limiting calling to talking about preaching. Y'all not going to go with me on this. 
Usually the only time we talk about being called is when we talk about being called to preach. I've been called. Called to what? Called to preach. Is there anything else I can be called to? I've been called. Called to what? Called a pastor. What else can I do? Call to preach. Call to pastor. Call to preach. Call to pastor. And listen, nothing wrong with being called to preach. Called to pastor. That's a wonderful thing. But there's a whole lot of other stuff that the Lord is usually calling people to that they don't want to ever deal with. I believe this. Before the God, God calls you to preach, He's probably calling you to repent. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You, 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 you want to preach and ain't dealt, ain't dealt with turning around yet. I'm going to get to that later in the text. But, 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 but there are a whole lot of things and a whole lot of spaces and a whole lot of places where God calls people. He is not always calling us to stand in front of people, but most callings are called to stand with people to serve people. Too many times people want the spotlight rather than to serve in the background. Please understand that God doesn't just call preachers to preach his word, but he also calls teachers to shape minds in the classroom. He calls bankers to bring opportunity to overlook communities. He calls doctors to bring healing to the sick. He calls lawyers to be instruments of justice. He calls artists to express human creativity through divine inspiration. He calls scientists to explore the complexities of creation. He calls politicians to serve the material needs of community. He calls first responders to protect people from harm and danger. These are all callings of God. And God calls us to faithfully serve him no matter our profession. God calls mailmen. God calls cafeteria workers. God calls street sweepers. God calls garbage men. God calls dog catchers. I wish y'all would come on and go with me. God, God, God doesn't just call folk to preach. God calls people in all areas and places of life for the light of the kingdom is needed throughout the world God calls us God calls us in governmental and corporate spaces in classrooms courtrooms hospitals hotels banks restaurants we need the light of the Lord but the calling of the Lord hear me hear me and hear me well the calling of the Lord goes beyond our careers and our professions God's calling, hear me, God's calling is greater than our job titles. God's calling is bigger than what you do Monday through Friday. Mm. The Lord does not just call us to what we do in life, but he calls us to live life a certain way. He calls us to live life with certain values. He calls us to live life with certain motivations, exhibiting certain behaviors and conforming to certain lifestyles. And in the time that I have left with you this morning, I want to show you something, some things that God calls all of us to, no matter our career, no matter our profession, no matter our station in life. All of us have been called to at least four things. 
Number one, everybody in here who is a follower of Jesus Christ has been called to a sanctified life. I know you weren't expecting to hear that in a Baptist church. You've been called to a sanctified life. You got to understand being sanctified is not a denomination. It is a biblical commandment. You have been called to a sanctified life. And sanctification is not about how long your skirt is. Sanctification is not about not wearing makeup. Sanctification is about what you have on the inside that exhibits itself on the I wish I had a witness or two in this place. You can have a skirt long that, that flows and sweeps the flow behind you. But if you live in raggedy, your skirt ain't going to get you to heaven. Your long skirt ain't going to make you no. You can take off all your makeup. That does not make you holy. Wish I had a witness in here. It is not what you have on the outside. It is not the outside of the cup that you need to be worried about. Jesus said, wash the inside and the outside will take care of itself. Sanctified life. Sanctified life. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Paul writes these words. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. Here it is. Even your sanctification that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as ye have always forewarned you and testified, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. Listen to that. This is the will of God, what even your sanctification. God has called all of us who are believers to a sanctified life. And Paul hits sanctification on the head. He says, I don't want you to be uh, uh, confused about what I'm saying when I talk about sanctification. He says, when I deal with sanctification, he says, let me make it real plain. Abstain from fornication. Come on and talk to me if you can. He says, listen, what I'm talking about, he says, when, when I say sanctification, he says, no, no, no question marks, no ambiguity. He says, let me make it real plain what I'm talking about. Have a sexually pure life. Abstain from fornication. Paul makes the point that sanctification has to do directly with decisions that you make about sex. Y'all look at me like that. It's in the text. I didn't write it. Paul said, Paul says sanctification has to deal directly with your sex life. Mm, you didn't want to hear that this morning. He didn't mention music. He said sex. He didn't say nothing about what kind of music you listen to. He said sex. He didn't say nothing about if you can play cards or not. He said sex. He didn't say nothing about what you drink. He said sex. Abstain 
from fornication. God is calling each of us to possess our vessels or our physical bodies in purity and in honor. And if you are not married, sex is not for you. I don't care how old you are. The Bible does not say as long as there are two grown consenting adults. That's the language of the world. It's not the language of the Bible. The Bible says abstain. From fornication. Amen, lights. Come on and say amen, children. Y'all can say amen too. Y'all in on this conversation now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Abstain, 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 abstain. It does not matter how young, how old you are. God does not relax his calling for sanctification as it relates to our sexual selves. God is calling us to a sanctified lifestyle. No, you don't want to hear that this morning. But the Bible is still true. And God's best for us is wrapped up in his commandments to live a sexually sanctified life. Young, middle-aged, old, whatever you are. Sexually sanctified life means free from lust. Free of fornication. Free of pornography, free of sexual acts that distort the natural order of life itself. To this, we have been called. You want me to move on? I got to stay there for some reason. I feel it on this side. I don't know why, but I feel it on this side. Eight o'clock, it was that side. I promise you this. Possess your vessel. In honor, sanctity, purity, to this you have been called. God calls all of us secondly, no matter your position, no matter your station, no matter your profession. God calls all of us secondly to serve the least among us. All of us to serve the least among us. I don't care how high you get. He calls all of us to serve the least. Among us. In Mark chapter 10, there, there are two, two brothers, uh, uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. And, and in Mark's gospel, it says that they approached him. In another gospel, it says that their mother approached them. But the same story is that, that the, a request was made that when Jesus came into his kingdom, that these two brothers would get preferential treatment. They, they would get VIP seats in the kingdom. One would sit on his right and the other would sit on his left. And, and, and they came to Jesus with that request. And Jesus said, listen, uh, uh, you don't know what you're asking. Can you drink from the cup that I'm drinking? Can, can you be baptized with the baptism that I'm being baptized of? And, and he said, in any way, I don't even have that to give. That's not mine to give. My father gives these seats in heaven. But then Jesus went on to say this. He said, listen, if you want to be great in the kingdom, it's not about how high you sit. It's not about the seat you occupy. If you want to be great in the kingdom, it's about your willingness to serve. 
If you want to be great, you can't lord over people who you are. If you want to be great, you got to be willing to get down and serve with your brother and your sister. Wish I had a witness in this house. He says, and whosoever will be chiefest among you shall be servant of all. Right there, Jesus extends the call for those who will be his disciples to a life of serving people. Serve people. Don't get so big that you're too big to serve. Don't, don't get so many degrees that you can't serve. Don't, 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 don't get too many perks at work that somehow, suddenly, that's beneath you. The devil is a lie. If you want to be great, you must first learn how to serve. And to this, all of us have been called. Number three, all of us have been called, thirdly, to suffer with the Savior. To suffer with the Savior. The Apostle Peter writes about it in 1 Peter 2 and 20. He says, you don't gain anything by being punished for some wrong you have done, but God will bless you if you have to suffer for doing something good. After all, God chose you to suffer as you follow in the footsteps of Christ who set an example by suffering for you. What Peter says is, listen, if, if you've done wrong and get punished for it, that's par for the course. You, you, you're supposed to get punished if you do wrong. He said, but, but now, if, 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 if you get done wrong for doing good, he said, that, that's when the Lord will bless you. If, if you get done, done wrong for standing for righteousness, for standing for holiness, for standing for godliness, if, if you get done wrong then, Peter says, God will bless you then. Why? Because you're suffering for the sake of Christ. I need to tell somebody, particularly my young people, I need to tell you young people, you need to understand this morning that, that your faith, when you lean into your faith, there are some people who will be turned off by you and your faith. They're cool with you now, but the more serious you get with God, the more likely they will be to turn away from you. But here's the good news. The Bible says that when they turn away from you, that the Lord will bless you because you've been suffering for the sake of Christ. Yeah. So, so in other words, you might suffer uh, some associations being lost. You might suffer some relationships being torn. You might suffer not being in the in crowd. You might suffer being called a nerd or a geek. You might suffer being called a square. You might suffer having to sit at the lunchroom by yourself. You might suffer all of those kinds of things. But when you suffer any of that, the Bible says God will bless you because you've suffered for the sake of Christ. In other words, all I'm saying is don't throw your faith away to keep your friendships. Don't throw your faith away to be cool with your boys and your girls. Don't throw your faith away in order to keep your girlfriend and your boyfriend. If your girlfriend and your boyfriend don't know your Lord, you don't need to be with them anyhow. I wish I had a witness in this place. Don't, 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 don't throw away your faith yet yeah, just, just because of the flavor of the day. No, the, the flavors will change, but I'm glad that, that, that once you've tasted of the Lord, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He, he, he never changes yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same. 
Last thing, and I'm through. Last thing, and I'm through. Here it is. God calls all of us. I told you I was going to come back to it. I'm taking my pen up right here. God calls all of us to a posture of repentance. Calls all of us to a posture of repentance. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 18 and 32 says this. Listen, I'm going to read this from the, this is from the uh, contemporary English version. It says this. It says, for I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. Stay, stay, stay right there. Keep that up. Keep that up. God says, I don't have pleasure. I don't take delight in the death of anyone. So turn and live. Turn, that, that word turn, that's what repentance is. It's turning. When you repent, you're acknowledging that the way you've been going is the wrong way. It's acknowledging that the thing you've been doing is the wrong thing. It's acknowledging that the lifestyle that you've adopted is the wrong lifestyle. It's acknowledging that the relationship that you have is putting you in uncompromising positions and it's the wrong relationship. God says, my desire is that not anyone die in their sin or die because of their sin or die in eternal death. Because remember, the wages of sin is death. So God says, I don't, I don't want that for anybody. So in order not to get an eternal death, God says, here's what you got to do. Turn and live. It doesn't get any more simple than that. Turn your life around. You're going the wrong way. Turn. You're with the wrong people. Turn. You've adopted the wrong belief system. Turn. I don't know who that's for this morning. But the reality is there are things that a lot of us should turn from. Things that we may have done last month, last year, last night. Turn. And live. And the good news is this. The Bible says this. If you confess your sins. He's faithful and just. To forgive you of all of your sins. And to cleanse you. From all unrighteousness. You can turn this morning. And live.
live the life that God has promised. Live the life that God intended for you to live before the foundations of the world were framed. Live the life that he called you to before you came from your mother's womb. Live every purpose, every potential, every promise that he put inside of you. Live it out. Now listen, if you're here this morning, let me pray with you. Let me pray for you. Why don't you bow your heads? Why don't you close your eyes? This is a prayer of repentance. If you recognize there's some things from which you need to turn, why don't you just pray this prayer with me in the deep places of your heart? Father God, thank you for the privilege of repentance. Thank you for the opportunity to turn my life around. Thank you, Lord, that you've not given up on me. And Lord, thank you that you said if we confess our sins, you'd forgive us. So right now, God, I'm confessing my sins. sin that has caused me to go away from you, the sin that has caused me to have divided loyalties, the sins that have allowed me to be something on Sunday but something else on Monday through Saturday. I repent of those sins. I repent of those thoughts. I repent of those associations. And right now, this morning, I'm turning so that I can live. God, help me to make the turn. Help me to make the turn. I don't want to keep going down that path because I know there's nothing good at the end of it. Help me make the turn. God, as you do that, give me strength to live for you. Help me get my business right. Help me clean up my life, God. Things that aren't good for me, Lord, I want to put it down. People who aren't good for me, Lord, I want to disassociate myself. Situations that aren't good for me, Lord, I need to create barriers and buffers and boundaries. Help me do that so that I can turn and live. Thank you, God, for giving me another chance. Thank you for walking with me. Thank you for empowering me. And Lord, I'm going to do my best to live for you right now. I'm going to do my best. Not going to be perfect, God. I already know it, but I'm going to do my best. Everything I got, God, I'm serious. I'm going to do my best. Help me live for you in Jesus' name. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, the good news is that you've just repented. You've repented. 
you've made a turn, you've made a decision, you made a shift right now. Wherever you are, whoever you are, I want to do something with you. I want to invite you to come this morning. If you prayed that prayer in your heart, I want to invite you to come so that we might restore you and rededicate you and fellowship with you and give you all that you need to live for the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to come. We want to pray with you. We want to, we want to extend Christian discipleship and this new life with God through Jesus Christ. We want that to be your reality. You come right now. If you don't have a church home and you, you've been looking, you've been wondering, God, where should I be? I want to tell you it's no mistake that you're here this morning. It's no, it is no mistake. It is no by chance or by luck. It is the providential hand of God that brought you here. And I'm asking you simply to respond to God calling. Give yourself away. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come now? Won't you come now? You hear his voice. Come now. I give myself. Give myself away. So you can use me. So you, so you can use me. Can use me. God's calling. God's calling. I give myself away. Respond to the call. Respond to the call. I give myself away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give myself. Give yourself. Give yourself. I give myself away. So you can use me. Can you? Can you
give your life to Him. Recommit yourself. Surrender yourself. Surrender your heart. Surrender your mind. Give yourself. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. Use me, Lord. Oh, yeah. Amen. Let us all say amen. Sister Wilson has a statement. Morning, church. Um, I know a lot of you haven't seen my face in a while, but that's because um, through my college matriculation, my faith was tested. And I realized that I had to turn away from a lot of people because they were causing me a lot of hurt. They were turning me away from my faith and I was not the person that I knew I was supposed to be. So recently I've decided to turn my life around, turn a new leaf and just start over. And in doing that, yes, I did feel lonely. I felt by myself, but I realized that every day that the Lord was with me, Every day I pray that the Lord continue to walk with me, to, to guide me, to strengthen me, to just be a friend to me. Because I know at the end of the day that he is the only friend that's going to forever be with me. Amen. Amen. We have one more statement. So most people don't know that I ended up at two colleges in undergrad. I started at Jackson State because I was, I guess, upset that I didn't go to the college that I really wanted to go to. So I didn't really follow the way that I should have. But in the midst of that time, I made a friend, and that friend introduced me to his mother, Miss Robinson. Miss Robinson worked in the tower at Jackson State. So we would always go up to her office and talk to her and just, just communicate with her. And I found myself finding her as a good solace for some of the things that I was going through in college. So I ultimately left Jackson State to go to Tougaloo because I said I will follow God's calling for my life and to move in his will. But just recently, her son was killed in a car accident in Atlanta. And I remember we would always talk about how we should go and how we should do things. And sometimes he would just walk out and say, well, I don't want to talk with y'all no more. So I don't know what happened or where his life ended up, but I want to thank her for being a positive constant in both of our lives. And his name is Charleston Pickett, so he is the nephew of Pastor Pickett and, of course, the cousins of Julian and Elton. But just in prayer and in thanksgiving for the youth 
So as they continue to walk and as I continue to help with them, that they find their calling in life. Because college is hard. You do find those moments when you just say, I don't want to do this because I'm set apart. But that's Mm. a crucial time. So Mm. I just pray for any of them and I pray for my ability to continue praying with them and ministering with them in the capacity that I do have. Mm. My God, my God, my God. Amen. And all three are asking for prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the courage of these three who have come. Lord, knowing that you said if we would humble ourselves and come to you in prayer, you would be faithful to listen and to answer. Father, we thank you for what you've already done. But there are a few more requests, Lord. Right now, Lord God, we ask that you will grant these. They're asking for more strength. They're asking for more people that will be strong, that love the Lord to be in their midst. Father, we thank you for the decisions they have made already that were positive. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us in spite of the bad decisions that we have made. But now, Lord, we ask that you would keep each and every one of them. Bless them for everything that they're asking for. For, Lord, we know you can do it. That you are a God that can do any and all things. Bless them, Lord, as they come on behalf of others. Give them the strength. Give them the courage and the faith to keep on keeping on. Lord God, we're going to thank you right now for what you're going to do. We thank you and we claim it all. In the precious and in the maximus name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, our Savior, and our Redeemer. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. The Bible says, as we have read, train up a child in the way that he should go. He is old, he will not depart from it didn't say that there wouldn't be some detours didn't say that there wouldn't be some turns but thank God that even in the detours and turns of life that we can always find our way back home amen I wonder if anybody's ever taken any detours before but found your way back anybody can testify I've been on some detours and went down some dead ends if truth be told but I found my way back my God, my God, my God. I just got this this text. The Mississippi Valley State um, community had a tragic loss on last night. Uh, student uh, Javante Curtis, um, who was coming back from the Alcorn game, had an accident, uh, lost his life. And the two who were in the car with him are in critical condition now. 
were airlifted from the scene. And so keep the Smith family uh, in your prayers. Javante, is that right, Smith? Javante Smith, keep that family in your prayers. Amen. Amen. God is able. God is able. Amen. Pray for our young people. Pray for our young people in college, all over the state, all over the nation they are. Keep them lifted up. Uh, we know, you know what college is. You know all that's there and what's in front of them and what's what they can do, what they can participate in. Lift our young people up daily. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, let's bless this young man this morning, John. Let's bless him. Thank you so much, John, for ministering to us this morning. Amen to his parents. Thank you for having him. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. What a wonderful, what a wonderful gift. Listen, I understand he's going to be in the fellowship hall. You got CDs available. Is that right? So he has CDs of his music available. Be a blessing to him. Amen. Go ahead and get some of his music and play it at home. And then you'll be a blessing to him as he continues. Uh, next time we see him, he'll be doctor. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. We're standing for the benediction. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.